Jesus is here. Hallelujah. You know, Jesus said, I've not come to be served, but I've come to serve. So Jesus is here to serve you today. He's here to meet your needs. Hallelujah. You know, the Bible says, when our Lord Jesus Christ was born, wise men came from the east looking for Jesus. Where is he that was born king of the Jews? He had access to scriptures, to the book of Daniel, right? Daniel was in that region. He was exiled there, and God used him mightily as, an, as a government official in Babylon. So these wise men had access to the scriptures, and they knew when the Messiah was going to be born. And they traveled thousands of miles looking for Jesus. And when they found him, they worshipped him. And they gave him gifts. And I believe in our days and in our country, God is raising up wise men and wise women from the east. Men who love Jesus, women who love Jesus, who come to church to hear about Jesus, to have Jesus unveiled to them. Pastors who preach Jesus-centered messages. And one of those pastors is our very own pastor, Pastor Tim. Come on, let's give it up for Pastor Tim. Come on. He's always preaching Jesus-centered messages. Let's give it up for, Ch for Cheryl too. Come on. Now let's give it up for our Lord and our Savior, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, our Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Come on, people. And by the way, you all are wise. Everyone here, you're wise because you're here this morning to have Jesus unveiled to you. You're here to worship Jesus. In the eyes of God, you're wise. Maybe not in the eyes of the world. Because the Bible says the reverential fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So why don't you turn around to the person next to you and say, you're wise, bro. You're wise, girl. <laughs> so let me officially let the cat out of the bag. By now, you guys know I have an accent. And I pray to God about it. And I talk to Jesus. I'm like, Lord Jesus, please help these people. Don't let them strain their ears trying to understand me. Bless them with the gift of interpretation of tongues. And I believe that God, I believe Jesus has answered my prayer. So let, let's, let's check this out. If you can hear me and understand me, say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. There you go. Amen. So who is Jesus. Who is Jesus? You'll be surprised that how much of our receiving, whether it is um, healing, deliverance, um, healing from mental illness, financial miracle, whatever it is that we're looking and we're trusting God for, you'll be surprised that how much of our receiving is contingent to how we see Jesus. How we see Jesus is how we receive. You know, the Bible talks about two people. Jesus talked about two people in the scriptures. Just two people who had great faith. One of them is a centurion. And the other is a Syrophoenician woman. And the amazing thing is that these two people were not even Jews. They were Gentiles. All the centurion said was, Lord Jesus, you just speak the word and my servant will be healed. And Jesus commended his faith and said, I've not seen such great faith in Israel. And this Syrophoenician woman came to Jesus. She first called him son of David, which was a messianic, a messianic title. 
when that didn't get much traction, she came and she worshipped him. She saw him differently. And she said, Lord, help me. And Jesus commended her faith and healed her daughter because her daughter was being oppressed by the devil. And if you're here today, you have children, sons and daughters that, be, that have been oppressed by the devil, oppressed by demonic hold of addiction, opioid addiction, heroin addiction, cocaine addiction, falling in with, with the wrong crowd. We lift up that child, that daughter, that son into the hands of the Lord Jesus. And we declare healing, deliverance for that son, for that daughter right now in the name of the Lord Jesus. How about a woman with the issue of blood? The Bible says people were being thrown at Jesus while he was walking. But nothing happened. But this woman saw Jesus differently. She came from behind. Hallelujah. And she taught Jesus. And by the way, that was against Jewish laws, right? She wasn't supposed to be, she wasn't supposed to, um, be doing that. She wasn't supposed to be in the public. She wasn't supposed to be touching a rabbi because of her condition. But Jesus turned around and commended her faith because she saw Jesus differently. Hallelujah. So let's see. What does God have, what does the Holy Spirit have to say about this? What does God have to say about this? Why don't we stand up and let's read the word together. First John. Are you guys with me? Amen. So 1 John chapter 2. 1 John chapter 2. Verse 13 and 14. Here, uh, John is writing to Christians. I write to you fathers because you have known him who is from the beginning. I write to you young men because you have overcome the evil one. I write to you their children because you have known the father. I write to you fathers because you have known him who is from the beginning. I write to you young men because you are strong and the word of God lives in you and you have overcome the evil one. Heavenly Father, we ask that you bless your word today. Open our eyes and our spirits. Help us to see Jesus today. Help us to have Jesus unpacked unto us today. Help us understand the finished work of the Lord Jesus. Let there be a manifestation of the mighty works of God in our lives and in our situations. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And everyone said, Amen. let's have a seat. So um, in the passage of the Bible we just read, John spoke about three categories of growth. First of all, he talked about the children. And there's a reason why each of these people are in these three different categories. They're all Christians. The first one is what children. And the Bible tells us why they're, why they're children. Because they know the Father. They understand the Father. That's a, that's a very easy concept, right? And by the way, we all go through these three stages. We first come to Christ. We start as what? Baby Christians. When the disciples saw Jesus praying a lot, they just, they just um, got to know him. They said, teach us how to pray. And Jesus taught them what? The Lord's Prayer. The first thing he said was, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, right? John 3, 16. Jesus said what? For God, for the Father so loved the world, right? That he gave his only begotten son. So that's the first stage. Understanding the Father, knowing the Father, knowing the love of the Father. And then we go to the next stage. Young men, young women. And why are they in that stage? You know, the Bible says they've overcome the evil one. These are Christians who are always into spiritual warfare, spiritual warfare. 
And by the way, it's okay. It's just three categories, right? We all come. Nobody comes. Nobody comes out of his mother as a baby. Comes out of his mother and say, "Oh, wow, mommy, I've been in your womb for I've been in your belly for nine months. It's so dark in there. I've just been drinking water. Give me solid food." <laughs> or start walking and some assaulting all over the place. That's not a baby, guys. That's a monster. <laughs> all right? So we all start from there, right? You know, children, young men. But there's another category that God wants us to go to. Fathers and mothers. And why are they there? Because the Bible says they know him that is from the beginning. Hallelujah. So before God... From God's perspective, Christian maturity is knowing him, that him who is from the beginning. Now, who is he that is from the beginning? Let's go to the book of John. John chapter 1. Who is he that is from the beginning that God wants us to grow into knowing? John 1. John chapter 1, verse 1 to 5, and then verse 14. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing was made that was made. In Him was life, and that life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. And verse 14. And the Word became flesh. And made his dwelling amongst us. We have seen his glory. The glory of the one and only. Who came from the father. Full of grace and truth. So guys he that is from the beginning is Jesus. God wants us all to grow into Christian maturity. To know him that is from the beginning. And that person is Jesus. Hallelujah. And what I'm about to share to you. i share with you rather. It's a revelation that God gave me. About seven, eight years ago. I was going through a very dark period in my life. Nothing was working. I couldn't go forward. I couldn't go backwards. I was stuck. Everything that I knew about the word, about, you know, God, Christians, wasn't working. All of my heroes of faith, none of their principles or whatever was working for me. Dark times. And then I began to cry to God myself. I began to talk to God, help me. I began to do a lot of fasting, praying, open the word myself. And God began to help me. God began to reveal Jesus to me. I'll open the Bible from Genesis. I'll see Jesus, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Malachi. Everywhere I was seeing Jesus. I was seeing Jesus Christ in my dreams. I was having visions of Jesus. And then one morning, around 5 a.m. in my little, then I was um, in my little one-bedroom apartment in North Providence. I prayed for about an hour. And then I went to bed to just rest a little bit. And then my body became numb and still. And my spirit man came alive. My spiritual senses became alive. And then the Lord Jesus Christ himself walked up the stairs of my one-bedroom apartment and came up to me and touched me on my right hand. It wasn't a vision. It was real. Because after I woke up from that, I could feel, I could still have that. I've had that, those feelings in my right hand for days. So Jesus revealed himself to me. So what I'm about to share to you is not the Jesus I've only read or I've heard from other people, but a Jesus that has revealed himself to me. And that's what I want for you guys today. I want Jesus unveiled to you guys. 
I want you guys to fall in love with Jesus. And you guys are going to know the reason why. Amen. Amen. So why does God want us to grow? Why does God want us to know him that is from the beginning? I have four points for you guys this morning and then we're done. Why does God want us to grow to Christian maturity? To move from baby Christians to children to knowing Jesus. Four points. The first one here. Jesus is deity and the message of the last days. Hallelujah. Jesus is deity and the message of the last days. His name, Jesus, is the Greek version of his name. Okay? But in Hebrew, it's called Yeshua. That means Yahweh is salvation. Yahweh saves. So if you need saving today, if you need saving from whatever, Jesus is, the, Jesus is your answer. Amen. What does Yahweh mean in Hebrew? Yahweh means the eternal one. He who was and who is and who is to come. Right there in Genesis chapter 2. That was the first time Yahweh was mentioned. Guess what? Hebrews 13, 8. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today and forever. Guys, Jesus Christ is Yahweh. Yahweh who came in the flesh. Isaiah 40 said what? The voice of one crying in the wilderness, make way the way of the Lord, the way of Yahweh. John the Baptist showed up. The Jews came to him. Who are you? Who are you? Tell us. Are you the one? He said, no, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness, preparing the way of the Lord. John the Baptist was calling Jesus Yahweh. Jesus is deity, guys. I know in our, you know, in our culture, you know, we see Jesus as, you know, the man upstairs, just a good guy. You know, some of us, the, you know, what we know about Jesus is just that nativity scene. Sweet baby Jesus, coochie coochie, you know. <laughs> some of us use Jesus as curse words. Right? Jesus is deity. <clears throat> Isaiah said, for unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father. How can a, how can a baby, how can a child be called Everlasting Father? Jesus is dirty, guys, and it's the message of the last days. Come on, are you guys, are you guys hearing me? Amen. Check this out. In the book of Acts, let's go to Hebrew first. Hebrew chapter 1, verse 1 and 2 said long ago at many times and in many ways God spoke to our fathers by the prophets but in these days in these last days he has spoken to us by his son whom he appointed heir of all things through whom also he created all things so yes in the past he spoke, about, he spoke through the prophets but all the prophets were pointing to Jesus come on and when Jesus showed up God is saying this is the dispensation of the son this is the period where the son needs to be glorified and magnified amen in the book of Acts, Philip, in the book of Acts, check, check this out. Philip went to Samaria and he preached Jesus to them. He didn't go and start talking about politics. You know, we come to church today, we, you know, we hear politics and, you know, on, the, on the pews. We, you know, they talk about, you know, the government, you know, kingdom stuff and all that stuff. But Philip went to Samaria and he preached Jesus unto them. Guess what? The Holy Spirit showed up. There were miracles, signs, and wonders. Peter went to the house of Cornelius. Who was he talking about? He was talking about Jesus. How God anointed Jesus Christ with the Holy Ghost and with power, and he went about doing good and delivering all those that were oppressed of the devil. And when it came to the forgiveness of sins, the Holy Ghost showed up. Come on. 
and embraced them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and were speaking in tongues. The Holy Ghost gets excited when we talk about Jesus. You guys want to excite the Holy Ghost? Begin to talk about Jesus. Every church, every church in this country should be preaching Jesus-centered messages. Amen. Hallelujah. Mark 9 to the 7. I'm just going to paraphrase this because of time, right? So after six days, Jesus took his buddies, Peter, James, and John. Hey guys, let's take a walk. Went up Mount, er Mount Hermon in Israel. And while Jesus was praying, boom, he got transfigured. His face shone like that of the sun. His God nature showed up. And Peter was freaking out. You guys know Peter, right? Pete, he talks a lot. He was freaking out. Oh my God. Because Moses showed up on that mountain representing the law. And Elijah showed up representing the prophets. Right? They were there on that mountain. And Peter was like, oh my God. Oh, you guys, did you see that? Oh my God, Lord Jesus. Let's, let's make three tents here. One for you. One for Moses. One for Elijah. And the father showed up. And the father corrected Peter's theology. And said, hey, Pete. This is my beloved son. Listen to him. Jesus is not in the category of Moses or the prophets. Jesus came to fulfill the law. And all the prophets pointed towards Jesus. Come on. Jesus, God, up, God upheld and lifted up his son above them. Are you guys excited? Are you guys seeing this? With, or am I the only one? <laughs> Listen, so Romans 1, um, 16. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the, is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. Guys, the good news of our Lord Jesus, that is where the power is. If I was the devil, I'm going to attack that, right? That's why you come to churches, you don't hear about Jesus anymore, right? Talk about kingdom stuff, talk about healing, talk about, you know, stuff, you know, elections, talk about um, different things. We don't hear the good news anymore because that is where the power is. Hallelujah. That's where the power, that is the power that destroys the grip of hell over our lives. Cancer, tumors, mental health issues that is plaguing our society right now, societal thoughts, that is the power that destroys all, all those in our lives. That transforms our businesses, our careers, our health. Amen. That is where the power is. Hebrews 11 verse 6. You guys want to please God? How many of you want to please God? I see. Am I the only one? <laughs> Hebrews 11 6. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Romans 10 17. How does faith come? Faith comes by hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. So when you take away Christ from the picture, there is no longer faith. And then you can't please God. Guys, Jesus Christ is deity. And it's the message of the last days. I want to infuse you guys with Jesus. So when you get out of here, you guys begin to dream of Jesus. Begin to, begin to think of Jesus. Begin to meditate on Jesus. Because that is where the power is. That is who transforms your life. Amen. Why does God want us to go into Christian maturity? Number two, how I see, how we see Jesus is how we receive. How we see Jesus is how we receive. Mark 6, 1 to 6. 
for the sake of time, I'm just going to paraphrase this, Felix, my, my own paraphrase, okay? So there was a time that Jesus went back to his, to his, um, to his hometown in Nazareth. You know, he went away from there and came to his hometown and his disciples followed him. And on his Sabbath day, Jesus began to teach in the synagogue, began to preach. And everyone in his hometown got offended. Who is this guy? Who is this man? You know, to them, Jesus was just a man. Who is this man? Where did he get all this power from? His revelation. Who does he think he is? Does he think he's God? Guess what? Verse 5. And he could do no mighty work there except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. And he marveled because of their unbelief. They were like, oh, Jesus, we went to kindergarten with him. We went to preschool with him. We went to, you know, you know Jesus was a carpenter. Oh, he's just a carpenter. You know, he built our chairs last year or whatever. And he could do no mighty works in their midst except to lay hands on a few sick people. And, I, and I, I submit to you, those few sick people that he healed knew who he was. Hallelujah. Amen. John, John chapter 6, verse 23. For as the Father raises the dead and gives them life, so also the Son gives life to whom he will. For the Father judges no one but has given all judgment to the Son, that all may honor the Son just as they honor the Father. Whoever does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. You know what God is telling us here? If you don't honor my Son, I ain't going to honor you. If you don't honor my Son, I'm not honoring you. Are you guys catching this? How we, how we, how we see Jesus is how we receive from him. Hallelujah. Point number three. Why does God want us to grow into Christian maturity? To move from level one to level three. Because all of heaven and earth and hell responds to the name and the person of Jesus. Have you guys ever want, have you guys ever realized this? When you say, in the name of God, nothing happens. But when you say, in the name of Jesus, the atmosphere changes. The sick is healed. Lives are transformed. There are miracles, signs, and wonders. Philippians 2, 9 and 11. Therefore God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Guys, the spirit that is against the church is not an anti-God spirit. It's an anti-Christ spirit. Let's grow into Christian maturity. The revelation we need is Jesus. We need to start listening to Jesus-centered messages, to the good news of our Lord Jesus and, inherit, and the inheritance we have in Jesus. Hallelujah. This was the revelation that transformed my life. Matthew 28, 18. Now Mark 1, 10. And when he came up out of the... And when he came up out of the water, immediately he saw the heavens being torn open and the spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven. You are my beloved son. With you, I am well pleased. How many of you want heaven to open on you? 
over your life and your situation. The more conscious you are of Jesus, the more heaven is opened over you. For between Malachi and Matthew, there were over 400 years, 480 years, I believe. And God was quiet. God said nothing. But when Jesus Christ was about to be born, angels began to, operate. Angels began to show up. Angels appeared to Zechariah. Angels appeared to, to, to Mary. Angels appeared to, to, um, to Joseph. Angels appeared to, to the shepherd. While shepherd washed their flock by night, you know. Angels appeared to the shepherd. Amen. Angels began to, you know, heaven was opened because of Jesus. Are you guys catching this revelation? Hallelujah. John 1.51. And he said to, the, to him, Truly, truly, I say to you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. Angelic presence, angelic manifestation over our lives, our situations, our marriages, our careers, our businesses. All operate under the name and the presence and the revelation of the Lord Jesus. Guys, bring Jesus into your situation. Hallelujah. Are you guys getting this? Bring Jesus into your situation. My last point here. Why does God want us to grow into Christian maturity? Because how God sees Jesus is how God sees us. God never intends in any way, shape, or form to bless us as Christians outside of Jesus. The cross of Jesus Christ makes all the difference. Amen. 2 Corinthians 5.21 God made him who had no sin to be seen for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Guys, God is, as a believer, God is no longer mad at you. God is no longer angry with you. He's not an angry God. He's not an angry father, you know. And by the way, that's why the devil attacks um, fathers in this country, the concept of fatherhood. Because the devil knows that if I can mess up the idea and the concept of a father in the mind of that little boy, his understanding of the heavenly father is going to be messed up. Amen. So God and the devil cannot be beating you. Cannot, God, cannot be, God is not in the business of slapping us all over the place. God and the devil cannot be attacking you at the, at the same time. God is not mad at us. God is not angry with us as believers. That's why the Bible says what? We should come before the throne of grace. It's called the throne of grace, guys. Come before the throne of grace that we might obtain favor and find grace to help us in a time of need. We can boldly come before God now because of Jesus in his name. Be confident about your Christianity. I want you guys to leave here and, and feel like, oh my God, I've just been, I've been, I'm soaked with Jesus. I'm, I've just eaten spiritual pizza, spiritual burrito. Fired up. Have a better, you, you know, you come out of here, you look at that situation. And you're like, this situation will not take me under. I'm coming out of this because of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You know what God did? You know what God did for us? He took all of our sins and our sicknesses and all of our crap and poured them on Jesus. 
And God took his righteousness and poured his righteousness upon us. So when God looks at us right now, he sees Jesus. He doesn't see us. The way God looks at us is so different from the way we look at ourselves. We are nothing. We are nothing outside of Jesus, guys. We are nothing out before, before God, we are nothing outside of Jesus. So, do you guys understand why you need to know him that is from the beginning? Grow up into spiritual maturity. The revelation that transforms our lives is the revelation of who Jesus is. We should continue, begin to listen to the goodness of our Lord Jesus. Come to church. Listen to Jesus-centered messages. Come on. Romans 8, 1 verse 2. No, 1 John 4, 17. By this is love perfected with us, so that we may have confidence for the day of judgment. Because as he is, so also are we in this world. Our identity is in Christ Jesus. When the devil comes to us and starts messing up with our minds, start, tell, start telling us, you know, showing us our weaknesses and, you know, all of our issues, point him to Jesus. Right? As Jesus is, so am I right now in this world. He is. Everything resides in Jesus. Everything. Everything. Our famous um, Ephesians chapter 1. How God has blessed us with all spiritual blessings. In who? In Christ Jesus. All of our blessings is in Christ Jesus. Our famous um, verse for, ble um, for financial blessings. Uh, Philippians 4.19. My God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches in glory. In who? In Christ Jesus. Amen. And my last verse tonight, this morning, Romans 8, 1 or 2. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. God is no longer condemning us, guys. God is no longer mad at us. Let's come closer. Let's come closer. Let's draw nearer. Our prayer every day is, Lord, Heavenly Father, reveal more of your Son to me. Reveal more of Jesus to me. I want to know more about Jesus. Amen. That is where the power is, guys. You take away Jesus from the picture, we're back into the Old Testament. We're without hope. Amen. You guys, you guys catch that? We're without hope. Amen. Let's embrace Jesus. Come on. I have three more points here. The first one. Is Jesus righteous before God? So are you guys. Is Jesus accepted before God? So are you. Is Jesus well pleasing before the Father, before God? So are you guys. You guys are well pleasing before the Father because of Jesus. Be confident. Come on. Be confident. Approach life. Bring Jesus into your situation. Bring Jesus into your issues. You know, I just perceive in my spirit there are people out there struggling with drug addiction. Opioid, cocaine, heroin addiction. Bring Jesus into that situation. Hallelujah. That is the power that transforms lives. Amen? Did you guys get this? Let's grow into Christian maturity. Come on. Hallelujah. It's all about Jesus, guys. It's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. Let's embrace Jesus. Embrace this revelation. Hallelujah.